Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Swanson, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. Here on the Boy Mom Podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this often crazy world. And yep, we're smack in the middle of the crazy right now as we go week by week in this time of the pandemic. Uh, I think we're going to look back on all this and go like, what was that, right? And I think every day I just realized that this affects so many more things than I initially realized. So many families and so many industries and so many unique situations that occur to me that I hadn't thought of before. So my heart goes out to any of you being affected personally um, or in an extreme way. I'm so sorry. I try to think to pray for us as many situations as I can and I just appreciate you taking time to be here. I hope that this podcast is a steady place, somewhere you can return to each week and know that you have a community, know that you're not alone, know that there's a whole bunch of people with a whole bunch of boys in their homes trying to stay sane and I want to bring you topics that will help you and will support you and encourage you in this time where you're probably around your kids a whole lot more than normal, um, your sons and daughters. And that brings me to a review I want to share with you today. I've seen more reviews coming in recently and I appreciate it so much. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review over there. It's done on your phone. You just go to my podcast on your phone app, scroll down to um, the very bottom and you'll see five stars that you can just tap on. That is so helpful. And then you can also leave a few words under review. But this one came in, I wanted to share with you, and the names are always a little funny. So if you want to put your name in, if you leave a review, just leave it in part of your comment, just so I can shout you out and thank you. But this name is actually a bunch of letters. It's K-T-S-K-G-G-D-K-K. I wish I could pronounce that, but there's no vowels. So um, whoever you are, thank you. She named it Definite Fave, gave me five stars. But this is what she says, the Boy Mom podcast is one of my favorite podcasts. Monica has such a precious disposition and a heart of gold. Thank you. She has worked hard to find discerning and knowledgeable guests to bring relevant content to our hearts and homes. I even tell my girl mom friends about this podcast because so much of the content can benefit all parents and girl moms need to know boys too. They'll be marrying their daughters one day. See, I love that. This is a podcast all parents can glean from. Your heart and family will greatly benefit. Thank you, Monica. Your efforts are a huge blessing to so many. Well, thank you for that kind review. And definitely, I try to 
you know, talk about things that are specifically relevant to raising boys. But yes, I think there's so much overflow to raising girls too. And I love that idea that we all need to know about boys because they're going to be in our families one day, right? And I feel the same way about daughters. So guys, we're all in this together. One big happy family doing our best in the season that we're in. And today's topic is going to be so helpful to so many of you. I'm finally diving into a topic that has been requested for so long. We're going to talk about homeschooling today, and this was actually planned for many months. I've received a lot of requests for episodes related to homeschooling, people who are curious about how I homeschool, people who want to know if I have any tips, if they're considering homeschooling or just starting out, um, what kind of things we do, what's the flow of our day. And so I do hope to do more episodes in the future on homeschooling, but to kick us off, I wanted to bring on somebody who I consider a little bit more of an expert than I am, somebody who's homeschooled longer, who's homeschooled girls and boys, and who is really an online mentor to me. I have my friend, September McCarthy on with me today and September has graduated a number of kids and she's still homeschooling now because she has a total of 10 kids that she has homeschooled and is still homeschooling. She's somebody I look at online and I'm like oh that's the kind of homeschool I probably always would have imagined. Um, She has girls and boys so that changes the picture a little bit but I Um, just love talking to her. I think that what we talk about is going to be super encouraging to those of you who are truly considering homeschooling as a lifestyle, like for your family, for the future. But now that we're in this time where a lot of people are schooling from home who never planned on it, who maybe weren't even interested in it, could use some encouragement and help. And I think that the things that September shares in this talk today are, are going to be very encouraging to you, no matter if you're homeschooling because you want to or because you have to. She is just such an encouragement to me, and I think that you're going to love what she has to share as well. So you can expect to find more episodes in the future on homeschooling. And if you have questions, if you want to know some of the things that I'm doing, a little bit more from my experience, please feel free always to comment over in show notes, or you can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Now, I will be linking in show notes to all the places you can find September, Um, She's such an encouragement. I know you're going to want to follow her. Um, But also, I'm going to be sharing the curriculums that I have used and am using now. And after we talked, I had September share with me some of her favorite curriculums. So I'll be linking to those as well. And um, also, some of the blog posts I've written over time, pretty much at least once a year, I write a blog post just giving an update, a, a picture of what our family is doing, the curriculums we're using. So I'll be sure to link to all of those in the show notes. And again, just leave me a comment or message me if you want to hear something more. And remember, this this is a season we're all going to make it through. And whether you love having your kids at home or you're just enduring it, I really hope that this conversation with September McCarthy is an encouragement to you. So hope you enjoy. I'll have a few words at the end. Hey, September, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with everyone today. It's really an honor to have you on. You are somebody that I have followed. We haven't met in person, but we have quite a few mutual friends, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, on the online world. Yeah. Yes, we do. And so it's really, really an honor. You're somebody that, you know, I was telling my husband before we got on the call that there's so many amazing women online, but you're one of the people that I would say I follow. And when I see where you're at in life, just in that one season, just barely, I mean, we're probably about the same age, but you started having kids before I did. Mm -hmm. And when I 
read your writing, whether it's an Instagram post or on your blog or in your book, I, um, I feel like my heartstrings are just pulled. I'm, I almost always want to cry <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's so beautiful. And I feel like your heart is so authentic. And so before we dive in, cause I just have so many things I'd love to t- talk to you about. I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell everyone about all the kids you have. You got a lot of them and what you do. So tell us about yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you for those sweet words. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing about being online and then meeting people is I really do just allow God to use my life to be an open book of testimony, whether it's something serious or hard or um, mm-hmm. something I'm really, you know, celebrating. So that's a good positive thing about being on, on, you know, online. And so I'm glad that I'm glad that there's people out there that are, you know, seeing that and sharing in that. But um, so, yeah, I'm a, a mom. I'm married to um, a builder, and I actually call him the builder. And so we have, <laughs> <I love> <laughs> we have our own business, and we built our, our, our own home um, from the ground up together. And we have a big family. We have um, 10 children. We have seven girls and three boys. And um, now quite a few of our children are married. So we have more boys and more girls because they've married into the family. <laughs> We have, um, yeah, we have kids ages 28 to eight, and now um, we have a lot of granddaughters, but we have grandsons, and so I live in the boy girl boy world and the girl world, and um, and I'm in every season of life. I think right now I have college age <laughs> kids, I have adult married kids, I'm a grandma, I have you know elementary children, and. So it's just one of those amazing opportunities I feel God has given me to share. Um, I wrote a book and I talk about motherhood specifically, but I, you know I'm a homeschooling mom and um, I have my own business and I'm a speaker. So there's a lot of things that I do, but I really do feel like my calling primarily is um, right now to my family. So that's a little yeah. bit about me. Yeah. And I think that's what shines through so clearly. It's one thing to say that, but I can read in your words that your heart is so, so, um, just committed to your family and to raising them well. And and now you're seeing the fruit of all you've done. And even as we talk, I, I get to share if you sound a little sleepy, right? <laughs> it's because <laughs> September was up all night as her daughter, one of her daughters was in the hospital giving birth last night, right? Yes. Yep. Our, um, our Lydia, she had her baby and she and her husband, because of the situation we're in our culture and the world right now, going through the coronavirus and um, this season, we couldn't be with her. I was supposed to be her birthing coach, but you know, I was up all night on the other end of the phone waiting and praying and um, what a joy to share that. Yep. The baby is here and all is well. So yeah, it was a long night, but I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's perfect, perfect to have you on as you know, there's probably a lot of sleepy moms listening, a lot of tired moms. So we're all in yes. this together, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we are for sure. That is so special. Well, again, congratulations and so special. And again, I keep saying there's so many things that this coronavirus is doing to our world that I don't even think of. I just saw somebody mention online yesterday, all the weddings that are having to be canceled and And all the different, you know, every day I think of something new, like, oh, it's affecting that. And, oh, it's affecting that. And here you are wanting to be with your daughter giving birth and you can't even see her. So that's another just hard part of this, though. There's 
a lot of beautiful things that I see coming out of it. I, I'm sorry that you couldn't be there with her. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're trying to be accepting. You know, I think the biggest thing about the virus right now is expectations. Whether whether it's um, we have a daughter who was planning a wedding, we had to put that on hold. And um, you know, even even down to our children having expectations, it's hard um, mm -hmm. to put some of those things aside and to move into a new rhythm of life. But we're doing yeah. our best. You know, with school and. And grandkids, I have to FaceTime my grandkids and just be creative. We're just trying to be creative and, and see yep. and, and see the good and see the positive because it's so, so easy to to get caught up in the negative. But yeah, I agree. And I don't think you said in your introduction where you live. So we live in upstate New York and mm -hmm. um, we, got, we live in a really rural area, um, mm -hmm. but we're close to the city. So as far as like the virus is concerned, it's affecting New York State greatly. And um, uh -huh. so a lot of things are shut down. And um, but because we're in a rural area, you know, my kids have a lot more flexibility to get outside and, and mm -hmm. do all those childhood things yes. um, and, and enjoy the nature and get the fresh air and things like that. Right. So. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, so you and I are pretty much about as far apart in the United States as we could be, right? <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, we're recording this. I'm like straight out of bed in the morning and she's going into her afternoon. So we were laughing about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm I got my kids set up with their school books and I said I'm gonna go record a podcast with my friend Monica and then we'll go back to school. So that's what exactly. we're doing today. Yes, I love it. And and I'm we're kind of thankful here in Hawaii because we are on a full lockdown now, but um, they are still letting kids get in the water and surf. So my guys are all headed out for a morning surf, and I think that just helps them to burn off some of that steam before they hit the books. But this brings us to today's topic, and this may be the most anticipated topic because I have so many listeners that just are curious about homeschooling. A lot of people over the past many, many months have wanted me to do a show specifically on homeschooling and um, who might be on the fence, who might be thinking about it, who might um, be just starting off as homeschoolers and just want some help from somebody who's gone before them. And the truth is, is I have homeschooled my four sons since my firstborn was in second grade. So he went mm -hmm. to a little private preschool and then he went to kindergarten, first grade, and then we decided to bring him home. So the other three boys have only ever been homeschooled and always let people know I did send my kids to preschool and that that's just kind of one of those quirky things about me all the glue and glitter and and <laughs> messy <laughs> those that's a time that I kind of have appreciated somebody else keeping them a few hours a day and so my kids have gone to preschool and some moms find that somehow to be encouraging because maybe they're like me and don't don't um, do as well in that season of life though you know, I enjoy it, but yeah. it was nice to have a break a couple of days a week. And that's the thing. There's so many ways you can do this whole schooling thing. But now that we're all in this new thing and we're facing, you know, lockdowns and quarantines, even more people are asking uh, about. And I know that some people are just getting through the end of this year. They're like, we're doing school from home, but only because we have to. I can't wait for school to start again next year. And I get that. But some right. people are looking at this as a time to say, maybe we should consider homeschooling. And so, September, I'm looking at you as the expert here. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'd love to share what I've learned and that's really where I speak from about anything. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to share to any listener today that homeschooling is the one and only, you know, stick to it. Um, I, I get it. We're all different. We have different dynamics, but this, this virus epidemic is really, um, giving us all an opportunity to get a good glimpse as to what homeschooling could be. And so yes. I think it's a great, I think it's a great opportunity. And, to, and I love that we're having this conversation. Oh, I do too. So I'm going to just go ahead and if, if you're all right with it, I'll just throw out some of the questions that I've gathered from my listeners and readers. Yeah. And then you and I can both just share from our experience. And, and like September said, there isn't just one way and we're going to share from our experience, but of course you would hear different answers from all the different moms you could talk to. So I encourage people to ask questions to anyone they know who is homeschooling and they're going to probably learn a lot from all the different, all the different ways people are doing it. Well, first of all, let's just start with the the basic. And, and that is those people who are saying, I, I don't think I could homeschool. I, I don't feel like I know enough. I'm not, you know, I don't know calculus or I'm not great at world history. September, I want you to speak to them feel adequate or like she's capable of doing this? What would you say? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you don't need a master's degree in education and you don't need to have every um, piece of knowledge that your children are expected to learn in school to Mm -hmm. homeschool. So I think that's a fallacy. And uh, I just want to just encourage the person who may feel that way and identify that with that to think Mm -hmm. this one truth. And that is you really have everything you need. Um, if you have a desire to try, or you feel like you're in a position where you have to do it, like with this virus, um, I would say just embrace it slowly. Uh, don't look at other homeschoolers that have been homeschooling 30 years. Like we're sharing here today, but I'm sharing from a place of encouragement and tips. I'm not sharing with, um, this is where you need to be today. So it's a journey and, and really anyone can homeschool if they mm-hmm. believe that they are they have enough. And what I mean by enough is you have a desire, you have a willingness to learn with your kids, you're open to new ideas, you understand that it's not just workbooks. And the biggest thing is homeschooling is not replicating and duplicating what the classroom, traditional classroom looks like. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. we have to remove the, the fallacies, the things that we believe about homeschooling that maybe might not be true before we can really understand what it's going to look like as a positive thing. Uh, and I think that was one of the hardest things for me was to get my own education. You know, my husband and I were both public school students and to just yeah. get that out of my head is what it had to look like for my own sons. And also I think this, be a good, you know, step off to remind people that there are so many different ways you can approach it as far as using tools, online curriculum and all of that. Um, that's usually the second thing. If somebody is interested in exploring this, what do you tell people to, where do you recommend people go to start learning even about their options for curriculums and that sort of thing? Well, you know, in today's day and age, we have so many options available to us on the internet with there's homeschooling communities that are local to you. There's people that can help. There's national, statewide 
Um, but I understand those first steps are difficult. So my first recommendation would be to find someone that you know that homeschools and beginning with this podcast is great because uh -huh. we can help you start right here. And if, and if you've been thrown into it, uh, maybe in today's day and age and with yeah. this um, pandemic and, and you're thinking, this is not what I wanted, it's still an opportunity for you to say, okay, this is where we are and, yeah. and I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to make this a good thing. Um, so I think the first step is just to remember that homeschooling is not taking a few workbooks and sitting down with your student or your child, whether they're little or big, and spending hours and hours over a, a workbook. Um, mm -hmm. homeschooling, homeschooling resources are so abundant to, um, for parents today that, that anyone can homeschool. You can find mm -hmm. online classes for um, any subject, any subject you want, and yeah. some are free and some yeah. cost money. Um, there are online classes for art and music, and there's phys ed opportunities. I mean, the great outdoors is the first opportunity yes. for any phys ed um, and, and physical education. And, and there's so many ways to begin, but the way that I recommend to even my grown children who are considering homeschooling their kids is to just ease into it. Um, pick a certain time of the day that you're going to focus on some core things that you know are important and everything else is just a lifestyle. I, I like to say that learning is a lifestyle and, mm -hmm. um, and everything we do is an opportunity for them to learn something. So, um, you know, take their interests and turn them into projects, study yeah. the things that that they enjoy, that they interest and they're interested in. And I think we'd be surprised how much we learn as parents alongside of our kids. Like mm -hmm. I have, I have been teaching, I've been homeschooling 24 years and I'm still learning and I'm still in awe of how much I'm learning and how much I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, so, and my kids know that my kids know that I'm learning with them. I tell them, you know, I may not know the answer to this, but we're going to learn together. And that's the beauty of homeschooling. It's a lifestyle. You're doing this together. It's not always you're the teacher, they are the student, and you're going to give them a schedule and it's check, check, check. It's really like this, like this um, continuous weaving of learning into yeah. the DNA of your, your schedule all day long. And when it becomes that, it's not cumbersome. It's not um, annoying. It's not, I have to do this. I'm not liking it. It's not confusing. You basically wake up in the morning, you think, what are we going to learn today? Oh my goodness. I love that so much. And, and I know that there's, you know, the whole range, there's the unschoolers, I believe they're called that don't usually yes. even follow a set schedule or it's less academic and it's more just inspired by, um, self-directed learning, you know, the things that you're interested in. And then there's the people who try to replicate the, the classroom and have a rigid schedule. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have found that I, as the homeschool teacher, am happiest somewhere in the middle. So right. I'm most yes. comfortable checking a few boxes. Like you have to do your math, you have to do your language, you know, but now let's take these things. You know, my boys love rocks. They right. love to dig under our house and find rocks that they think are gemstones and then look them up on the internet. And pretty soon an hour goes by and, and then they're writing notes about the rocks and they're studying them under a, you know, magnifying glass. And so I love what you're saying, because I think parents would be surprised at what kinds of things their kids are probably already doing 
that are mm-hmm. quote unquote schooling. <laughs> They're already curious. Yeah. Yes. And yes. if we foster that, you can even turn that last year. I had my um, now nine-year-old, but he was so interested in rocks. And so we ended up writing an essay. And I think I kind of tricked him into writing an mm-hmm. essay. He didn't even realize this was school, but it, <laughs> yes, there's a yes. lot we can do. Oh, yeah, that's... I like to call, I call I like to call it sneaky learning. Like we see we see an opportunity for them to do something, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're we're using it as maybe neat handwriting or a spelling list or something, and they don't even know. They're not they don't realize. Oh, I just learned something, and and that's that whole mindset that we as parents have. Um, eventually, they catch on, you know, and things you know just have to be more creative as they get older, but. Um, for for anyone that has younger younger children at home and they're trying to, maybe it's new homeschooling's new or maybe they're thinking about homeschooling. Uh-huh. Um, the the greatest treasure from for me homeschooling has been the relationships that I've formed with my kids while I'm homeschooling. So um, yeah, it's not just well my mom was my teacher and I was homeschooled. In this day and age, uh, we have so many opportunities to make learning enjoyable. We have so many opportunities as parents to get to know our kids on a different level than we would if um, they weren't home with us. And so, yes, it's it's challenging. Um, Yes, it takes work. And yes, it takes time. But, you know, when we have a child, when we have a baby, um, those are the things we're committing to that we're signing up for. So to me, it's a privilege. I'm just so excited that I get to do it. And Yes, I have bad days, and yes, I have hard days, and yes, I have difficult students, um, which are my kids. But um, <laughs> but yeah. in the end, but in the end, they grow up and they don't just have memories of you as the teacher. They have memories of you forging this relationship because what happens is you get to know them. Hey friends, I just want to hop in real quick with a little reminder of a free resource that I have over at my website that I think might be extra helpful during this time that we're spending, well, a little extra time with our kids. Go ahead and go over to monicaswanson.com right at the homepage. Scroll down, you're going to see a box and in it it says five ways to connect with your son and five recipes to help get you there. This is a resource that I created back when Boy Mom came out last summer, but I've had so many people appreciate it. I want to make it available to everyone so you just click on that leave your email address and you can download it print it out and use it right away these are just some simple reminders some special ways you might connect with your son and I'm sure this applies to daughters as well and then all the recipes are five ingredient or less recipes so they're very doable you probably have most of the ingredients on hand and you can create these special recipes with your kids or um, just serve it to them as you are making these special connections. Remember, this time is gonna pass and you want to do your best to be intentional, to create special memories, and to get to know your kids better during this time. So I hope that resource is really helpful to you. And now I'm gonna let you get back to my conversation with September. love that so much just just yesterday and and I'm I'm like you and a lot of moms that are juggling working from home and homeschooling and that's a whole nother topic but um Mm, but you know when I do finally sit down with my nine-year-old and he was doing science yesterday and and again as we talk about the creative ways we can do this my boys do watch most of their lessons are a teacher on a video and then they do Mm -hmm. book work and they read and take quizzes and tests that I correct and um Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know, I'm an open book. I will be linking in the show notes to the curriculums that I've used. I have a blog post pretty much once a year where I talk about what curriculums we're using. And September, if you're open to offering some of the curriculums you've used over time, I'd love to add those to the show notes as well. But um, but we have used Abeka. Just it's, you know, real traditional kind of conservative yeah. Christian education. And my boys watch the <laughs> teachers on video. But yesterday there was a science class and I just savored so much the moment where my son is watching and then pretty soon he kind of scoots over closer to mom and then pretty yeah. soon he's on my lap yeah. and I'm just thinking I wouldn't want to miss this for anything like he there we are nuzzled up together learning from the teacher and then when she's throwing out she's quizzing the class and he's yelling out the answers and I just think I'm the most blessed woman in the world to get to share this with my son mm-hmm. and I could have been in the other room getting something done. Yes. But I just was treasuring that moment. And I know September from reading what you write, that those are the moments you really hold on to too, right? Yeah, I do. I do really, I, it's one of my greatest treasures. And I, as, as you were talking, I was thinking about this time right now during the virus, excuse me, and the moms, and I've seen this on social media and I, I have close friends who feel and are walking through this, that it, they would never choose to homeschool. They have um, they they have chosen their work outside of the home, and they love that. Their kids are thriving in school, so being home is just a test test on their relationship. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're not happy. And I, me personally, I just, you know, I want everyone listening to me today knowing that I do have great um, understanding and compassion in that area. You know, I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to come across today that homeschooling is the one and only choice. I do understand that we all have different um, paths and directions, but because we're all having to, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to say homeschool, maybe it's better to say right now, we're all having to do school at home, right? Yes. So, (laughs) um, but this is, yeah, so, but this is an opportunity. So, um, why not make the best of it? Yeah. Um, and so this is the time right now that you don't have to homeschool like a homeschooler, but you can <laughs> you can make learning a lifestyle. And and uh-huh. so that's really what homeschooling is. And I think this is going to be the greatest gift to homeschooling is that anyone at home now using and having to homeschool will see that it's not. Well, I'm not a homeschooler. I don't fit uh-huh. into that category. Um, it's more of, wow, I didn't know this is what doing school at home yes. looks like totally. and so this is where we get creative you know this is uh-huh. where we get creative and say this is what homeschooling looks like and 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 share the good news it's really can be an amazing thing if we get creative with it I totally agree I've often said that I think a whole lot more people would homeschool if they realized that it, it doesn't have to be as hard as they think I think a lot of people just imagine that it is just this brutal existence where you're trying to be all the teachers you've ever seen put together into one. And when I just tell people, if you realize Mm -hmm. it's not that bad, like there's actually, you can kind of make it whatever you want it to be. If you like slow mornings, have a slow morning. If you like to get up early and be done early, you can like, it's really up to you to set kind of the tone and the environment and the schedule. So, and again, for me, there's a lot of time my kids are mostly independent. When they're little, that's not as possible. But mm-hmm. my sons will be independent a lot. And this might be a good time for moms to consider too. If you're trying to work from home and the kids have work they're doing at home, 
even just carving out, you know, 20 minutes, a few different times a day to sit down with them and see what they're learning and kind of do what I did and nuzzle up next to your kid and, and realize that how special that can be to just learn side by side. I, that's been some of my favorite times. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think that homeschooling, um, you know, when we get out of the mindset that it's just so many hours having to spend it with our children. And I know there's a lot of um, parents who have kids who um, maybe they have conflicts with their personalities Uh or they, they don't enjoy the time with that many hours with their kids or, um, but, but there is a way around some of that. There is a way to make it work so that it, it isn't such a bad thing. So, um, some of the things that I do, you know, with our home, because I, I am an introvert, believe it or not. So being mm-hmm. with my kids that many hours would completely stress me out. So yeah. over the years, you know, I've had to find a way to rotate our schedules and to make this work. So I'm not constantly being surrounded by people and with a big family, that's almost impossible, but I've, I've figured it out. So, um, yeah, tell us, tell us a little how you do that. I'm curious. Yeah. So one of the things that I, and I talk about this on my podcast with, um, Jamie Erickson and Kate Batticelli is we operate by the rules, the rule of three. So basically I'm always thinking in three different um, directions. There's always three different things going on. So I'll be working with one student or child while um, another one is doing something independently and then another one is having free time. So we're always rotating those three things, academics, creativity, and independent or free time. And someone's always doing that. Um, Ooh, and that, that is, a, yeah, it's an easy way. I like to think of homeschooling as maybe like um, playing chess, like all these moving pieces. But yes. once everyone gets into a routine, you know, everyone's not all together. You're yep. not the primary teacher. Um, the goal of homeschooling is really to be creating these independent learners. And yes. um, by, the, by the time they're a certain age, you're really not putting in all the hours and all the work. They've learned how to do this on their own. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, so that's a, operating by the rules of three. And then um, something I'd like to do in my home, and this helps with us not being, you know, in each other's faces all the time and maybe cutting out some of the conflict and taking the workload off of me is we create these, what I call stations. So whether you have a large home or a small home, this idea of stations is um, so practical. So I basically separate different parts of the learning that I want my kids to receive into different areas or different um, maybe totes or shoe boxes or um, parts of the house. So I'll have an art area and I'll say, okay, so I want you to go do this art project. You're going to either watch it online or the things are laid out and the instructions are there. I'll give you a quick lesson, but everything's right there. And it moves them away from me. They go work on it. I can walk Mm -hmm. over and check on them, but I leave it up or I can put it away. And then I have another station where I've laid out ideas or books of things I kind of want them to learn, but they uh-huh. don't know. And it's fun. It's <laughs> tricky. You know, learning. So I put a, yeah, tricky learning. I put some books out. So it could be like space, you know, and I've got some styrofoam balls and some paint and some books on space and some paper and some wire. And I'm like, okay, we're going to 
go over to the space station. And so there's this learning station. There's a music station. Sometimes if you don't have a lot of space in your home, you know, you put these things in totes and you take them out, go get the art tote or go get the learning tote. And, and when I'm teaching kids, whether I'm, when, you know, if I'm reading with my kids and the other ones are restless, I'm like, okay, you need to go do your art time or you need to go do your book time. And so rotating and moving pieces are so, so integral to an effective homeschooling environment, I think. Oh my goodness. I love that. And this is why I wanted to have you on. <laughs> you, these are the things that I'm not good at. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I love the, the create, the creative approach to having those stations really helpful. And then about how long do you, I mean, I suppose it depends on their age, but is this like a 30 minute rotation, an hour? How long do you yeah. do that for? I usually stick to, you know, 20 minutes because okay. you can only do something for 20. I've noticed that's at about an attention span. Um, normally my 13 to 15 year olds will spend a little longer at something. Um, wow. but the younger ones, that's, that's about as long as their attention span and, and that art station, the music yeah. station, you can do whatever you want with that. There's no rhyme or reason, but one thing I really, really want to send away with anyone listening to this podcast episode is, is that the mood and the tone that you set for your home when you're schooling your kids at home is the tone that you're going to carry throughout your homeschooling. So the most important time for you to capture that is in the morning. And so we call it morning time. We created a morning basket and that sounds really homeschooling ish. I'm sure it does. I love it. <laughs> but I have to tell, I just want to tell you, it is so, it is so important to the mood, to the mood that is being set yeah. for the day. You can put anything you want in that, in that morning basket, but it's the time that you've notched out 15 minutes. Okay, what kind of things go in the morning basket? I'm so curious. Yeah. So I just, it's 15 minutes. I say it's morning basket time or, you know, meet in the living room, meet at the couch, meeting at the school table. I like it to be casual. So we're in the living room, feet propped up, wrapped in a blanket, if it's winter, whatever it is, but it's the first 15 minutes of your day together after they've eaten breakfast. And in my basket, we have um, a devotional. We do a, a um, devotional and I actually have four or five books in our morning basket that I rotate. I let the kids pick or I'll pick something that I know. Let's say I know we're struggling with selfishness or complaining. Then mm -hmm. I'll pull out a devotional on that and we all mm -hmm. learn it together. Um, I have character cards in there that talk about character qualities because that's something we focus on in addition to our homeschooling, yeah. um, the, char the character cards. We have um, trivia. We have our most... Um, important music that we like to listen to. Sometimes we'll just do some Bible songs or mm -hmm. uh, some composers. What And then we have some fun games in there. I just put whatever in there that I, and you can choose. So basically you, you can pick one or two things from that morning basket in those first 15 minutes and you set the tone. It could be. Okay, I love that. Now, do, you, does all, do all of your kids join like even the more, you know, teenagers yeah. is everyone together or just the young kids for this? No, everyone, everyone comes in the living room. So I've worked really hard over the years to figure out how to adapt. So over the years, I've actually um, asked the kids when they're about mm, probably 11, 10 or 11 to start leading one day a week. You know, can mm. you lead our, can you lead our morning time together? So by the oh. time they're in high school, they're not bored out of their mind. And yeah. Um, and the thing about relationships and homeschooling is that your older kids will learn 
to realize that they are the example and they actually want, they actually want to be in the room. Um, So it's not Mm -hmm. drudgery like, mom, this is so childish. What are we doing? Uh Um, So I basically, you know, we do a devotional and I, when I talk about it, I apply it to all of us, you know, and the little kids, sometimes our morning time has looked like the toddlers hanging off the couch upside down mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah. running around <laughs> and, you know, um, sure. or, or nursing one of my babies. And it's just, yeah. it's just what you make it. But the, the goal of that time is to set the mood for the day. And I, and I love the, the way that the older kids do start to take ownership and realize that they are an example. And I think then the younger kids, whether or not they know it, are taking notes and seeing this is what it looks like to grow up. Oh, I, you know, I want to be like my big brother, big sister and, and be more mature. And so they start, you know, eventually sitting up straight and listening and not just being little monkeys, but so good. And my older boys too have really stepped in and helped, um, especially now that my second the gap year and he works at a restaurant which is closed down currently and so he just naturally is going in and saying mom want me to take over mm-hmm. with Levi's homeschooling this morning and he's just going in and because he knows what it looks like because he's done it himself and that's such a blessing to me it is that is so good yeah that's a huge it's about those relationships yeah it it definitely is and I've been so relieved um, personally, now I'm sure you've got, have a few kids who have gone off and gone to college. Have you, or have they just got yes. jobs? Okay. What have your older kids done? Yeah. yeah, we've had, um, a few of our older kids that really were strong in uh, a trade. So they would apprentice yes. under someone and then they use awesome. like, a, we have a daughter who's a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she didn't really even need to go to college for that. And she's right. done very well. She's a mom of five now and she still does this, you know, so it's really worked That's out great. well. We have had a couple um, go to college and um, working through their bachelor's, master's degree. So we've done, we've had older kids do all different things. We've had a few do um, a gap year. Uh-huh. Um, so we've had a lot of different directions, but it's wow. all, yeah. So it's really kind of nice because, um, I, you know, I think it's just good for the outside world to see that homeschoolers have, um two things that we have a value for further education. We really do see a value in it, mm-hmm. but, but that also we see value in them becoming a whole, um, well adjusted grown adult too. Mm-hmm. And for, for me, that, that has to come before that furthering the education. Of course they're growing and learning as adults as they go to college too. I, you know, that happens, but, sure. um, you know, I always tell my kids, before you leave this home, I'm going to give you everything you need. But once you leave, it's your job to use it. And totally. so, um, you know, respect and independence and responsibility, all those things are being taught. While you're, yes. Yeah. While you're schooling your kids out. No, I love that. And I was going to say, you know, my oldest son is the only one who's left the nest so far. And he's a sophomore in college now, now doing college from home. But yeah, um, yeah. But it, it was such a relief. And I think sometimes people who lack confidence, uh, you know, I know I used to think, okay, I'm homeschooling's going okay, but how do I know I'm giving them enough? How do I know that, that right. this is, the, you know, as good as if they were going to school? And so to see my older sons get accepted to college and then to see my oldest son go to college and right. actually do really well, like it wasn't that hard for him. And I was just like, high-fiving myself going, yes, it was enough. It was enough. And I want to tell people out there that, that, you know, 
my son have both worked really hard in school. Yes, but they had a really well-rounded life and they, I didn't the pressure that they had to do everything. I remember at one point when my oldest son was maybe a freshman in high school and I was real insecure and I had friends uh, on the mainland who would say, oh, you should send him over because my boys go to this school and it has like the $10 million science wing and your son could really, and my heart would start pounding and I'd be like, oh no, what if I'm not giving mm-hmm. him, him enough? He he actually watches science on a video and his lab, and I'm just, this isn't ideal, you guys. I'm sure September does way better, but for his lab, he would just watch what the teacher did. Yes. And occasionally he would like dabble with yes. some of the stuff, but really we took, you know, he just mostly watched and yet he went on to college and got straight A's and all the science labs, everything. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you, God, that it doesn't have to be that hard. No. <laughs> and yeah, it's okay exactly. if we're not doing the $10 million science wing. And and really, there's a lot you can do at home that's not that hard, right? Right. Oh, yes, yes. It's totally, I've been on both sides of the coin now. You know, I've graduated kids. I've seen them grow into college and careers and they be successful adults and uh, you know, it's, it is, I've been able to see it. So I, I feel like I can share, honestly, there's so much value, um, that we don't, I don't think we really put enough value on homeschooling and, um, there's value in going to school and, and getting a trade as well. There's so many different choices, but when it boils down to it, really, it's really about what was our child born to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, was our, was our child born to, um, be that, you know, high-level success scientists, or were they born to, you know, do a trade? And maybe this isn't the direction my child needs to go. So I think when we take the expectations off, and I think a Mm -hmm. lot of us are doing that right now with this Mm -hmm. um, coronavirus, and we're home, and all of our expectations for life are changing, it's a good time to really get to know what God wants for your child. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, looking at what they're gifted in and what their talents are, and maybe the direction you want your child to go because the neighbor's you know, student or child is doing that is not the direction mm. that yeah. that your your child needs to go. So um, it's really That's fun true. to watch how parents are, you know, we're all spending so much more time with our kids right now. And, and that's such a gift, you know, like it it's such a gift to them and to us. Yeah, mm. I couldn't agree more. I love it. And I, and I do hope that for those who are listening, who have, you know, been on the fence about this homeschooling thing. I don't think September or I are trying to say this is for everyone. Um, We've both already mentioned that, but also I do think that we're saying, Hey, if God's laid it on your heart, you know, tiptoe in, consider just trying it. And, and what I said a few weeks ago when, you know, all the States were starting to do the lockdowns and the quarantines in a blog post that I wrote, I was just saying, you know, if, if your teachers aren't able to send school home, I know there's some people out there scrambling because the schools just were not equipped for this and they don't all have computers. I say, really, the most important thing you can do is read aloud to your kids and have your kids read and, you know, maybe some math workbooks, but don't stress out too much about trying to cover every topic that the kids would be doing in school, really giving them that creative space and Mm -hmm. some room to breathe. And if you can get outside on the porch or if you've got some area near that you can get outside, I just say, simplify your days and you might be surprised at how the kids thrive. I think you would probably agree with that, September. 100%, yeah, 100% agree with that. 
it's really, a, I, I hope and pray that it will be a special time for so many because uh, that those of us who have done this for a while just look back and say that the most beautiful thing that came out of it, yeah, I'm glad my boys got a good education, but even more, we just have such memories of growing together as a family. And I know that when kids are home, they're seeing mom and dad walk through the various things, the people and the, the interactions we have throughout the day. And they're just learning from adults, which I mean, we could, I think this conversation could go on and on. I have, I, I've never considered myself an expert in homeschooling, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I, I could talk about it all day. I'm, I'm such a I, fan and, and I really started homeschooling more because we live in Hawaii and private schools, you know, cost what a college does. And our, our school system here isn't known to be so great. So we gave it a try, but now that I've done it, I'm like, I think you could move me anywhere in the world and I, I wouldn't change yeah. what I'm doing. Right. And that's the beauty is that you don't have to because you can do this anywhere and at any, any time. Yes. And that's that's the greatest thing, I think, is because we don't always have to have, um, you know, the biggest and the best. Like I think homeschooling yeah. has grown into such an amazing it, there's so many opportunities for all of us. And um, yeah, it's it's really exciting for me to see people trying new things, too. And, and a lot of times people say I've always wanted to homeschool. Um, and now I'm being, you know, this is an opportunity. And sometimes people say, I, I've always wanted to homeschool, but I've been too afraid to, I'm not mm -hmm. equipped. I don't know where to begin. And I'm hoping today that, that they can ask you more questions, Monica, you know, like, where do I, I heard you talk to September and give us some direction and we can mm -hmm. point them in that direction. Cause there's so, right. like you said, there's so much to talk about, but this is a good, I think it really hope that it gives hope to the parents listening, especially going through the pandemic right now. Yes, I, I hope so. And again, I will link to uh, the curriculums I've used and the blog posts that I've written about that. I know there was a book, September, I'm curious if you've used this. This was mm -hmm. at least 12 years ago when I very first started because I didn't know many people who homeschooled. I had a few friends in Hawaii, but um, I got a book called, I think it's called 100 Top Picks for Homeschool Curriculum. Is that familiar mm -hmm. to you? Um, you know, I'm, I would not doubt that it's out there. I haven't used it, but yeah. um, I was. Yeah, there. You could probably Google that, and they would give yes, you. Yes, yes. Well, I'll I'll link to it because I did note that there's you know an updated edition. But but for oh. me, what that did was I think it helped me find like what's kind of your personality type as a mom. You know what what kind yeah. of schooling are you most interested in, and then it kind of narrows it down. So I mean, something like that might be helpful if you don't know anyone who is an official homeschooler. But oh. otherwise, I'll I'll ask September to share some of the curriculum she's used and hey, things have changed for me. When my boys were young, we did one curriculum for a couple of years that was wonderful. And I, I've actually loved every curriculum we've ever done. I don't think I've come across one I didn't like, but what I did was I found as they grew up that, um, for my sake, it was easier to put them in things where they were a little more independent and there was less of me so that I could scoot around between the kids. Yeah. So I've shifted over time. And then once they hit high school, I really wanted to pick mostly one curriculum and stick with it just for my sanity. So, right. Yes. Um, one last thing I, I would love to ask you, people want to know when they graduate, how do they get their diploma? How do they get a high school transcript? Um, ha have you done that yourself, September? Yes, I've done, I've done that. Um, it's really easy. And, uh, we in New York state, uh, they have a specific tests that people, the students have to take to be able to enter any college. Oh, and okay. so I just, I always prepare my kids at that level because I know that they may have to take those tests. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. And, but as far as like creating the, the diploma or at the very end, you've just done that yourself. That's right. I, uh, the, the writing up the, we can't receive a diploma in New York state, but if your oh. kids are doing like an accelerated learning online, um, yeah. like through homeschooling, they can get a diploma that way. New okay. York state, it was just New York state. Um, it's very tricky, <laughs> so, okay. but, okay. um, yeah, so they don't well, get the official diploma, but they do get a letter from the school district saying that they have graduated and fulfilled all the requirements. And that's okay. always, that's very sufficient. It's equal to a diploma, but it's just really wording. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I know every state is probably unique, so people can look into that for where they live here in Hawaii. Um, I think that there's um, probably a few different ways you can go, but I know for us, we've worked with a group called CEI, Christian Education Institute, and this is a group of small group mm -hmm. of women who are volunteers, and I send them my records. You know, they have a real specific requirement for how you have to keep records, but I give those to them, and they actually create a transcript, mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, they're mostly just volunteers, so they make it so reasonable for families. And then at the end of high school, each of my boys have gone through a graduation ceremony where they received a diploma from CEI. So, you know, when they go to apply to colleges, their transcript really looks like a private school. But if you look closely, you'll see that it's a homeschool transcript. And I did all the work to get them the records, and then they create the, you know, they make sure that I've, um, checked all the boxes and they've covered all the classes they need and have all the credits and then they create the transcript. So that's a real blessing for me to do a little bit less, yeah. but I know a lot of moms who are like, Oh, it's easy that you just Google online, you know, how to create the records and the transcripts and, and it's not hard to do. So that's yeah. one thing I get yeah. a lot of questions about. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And the nice thing is that once you begin homeschooling, you have time, you don't yes. have to begin thinking about that right away. It gives you time yeah. to, to talk to people. And so, uh -huh. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I love I, that. Okay. Well, yeah. I've kept you long enough, but can I just ask you three quick boy mom yeah. questions before we sign off? Yes. Awesome. Let's do that. Okay. First of all, I love to ask all the moms out there, what is one boy mom or for you just mom essential that you can't imagine going without? <laughs> oh boy. You know, it's not going to be an item because things change okay. so quickly yes. and rapidly, but for me, it would be, um, laughter. I, if I, I'm a more, tend to be more of a task oriented, serious uh -huh. person. So yeah. if I, if I find myself stressed or my kids stressed, then especially with my boys, um, the laughter just takes it all away. So, yeah. you know, if I were to talk about something that I have to do daily and I have to really remind myself to, to is it's that, especially as a homeschooling mom, you know, mm -hmm. just to make sure that, homeschooling hasn't become my main title, but that mom, you know, mom is my, my main title. Oh, that is so good. I love that. Thank okay. You. Now, since you've got more girls and boys, but now did you say you have more grandsons than daughters? Is that right? Well, right now we're trending heavy on the girl side, but okay. <laughs> okay. But you've got some of each. Well, I was just curious if there's a time that you can look back and remember one of your boys doing or saying or dragging in something that made you say, Oh my goodness, he is such a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He is such a boy because the whole, um, pocket knife situation. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So my, I have, um, three boys and they're all different, but each one of them had this, um, insatiable habit of constantly carving out their name <laughs> on 
the walls or areas of the home. Like you would be sitting in the bathroom and you would see their name on the wall. Now they were, they were young enough. I don't think it occurred to them that if they wrote their name, I would know who it was. Uh, and then it grew to be their initials. We have a spot on our, we built our home. We have a countertop with a wooden like backsplash. And my son, yeah. he carved his initials into, and it's still there. I left it there. We could have oh. changed it, but I knew so, I was a your boy. Your daughters don't do that? <laughs> well, I have one or two girls that weigh heavy on the tomboyish side, but this was just something. I was like, oh, wow, I love I, this jackknife thing, man, it's stretching me. So. Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. One of my boys, I shouldn't even say this, but I will. Um, they traveled. They love to go to my parents' cabin in Washington State out up mm -hmm. in the mountains. And um, so when they travel, you know, they get into that total boy mode and they came back from a trip to Washington and they're like, yeah, at the airport, they found a, a pocket knife in my carry or in my suit. <laughs> no, what was it in my carry on? And they took it away and then they, he laughed and he goes, but they didn't realize there was another one in there and they didn't find the second one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. Boys, boys. Okay. And then finally, could you share a piece of wisdom, something you would tell a younger September when you are just starting off with kids? And please don't make me cry because I don't know something about mm -hmm. the <laughs> <laughs> What would you tell uh, yourself that might encourage some of the younger moms? Yeah, I two things. I couldn't limit it to one. I'm sorry, because I've learned so much about myself being a mom. I have to tell you that first. But um, the first thing I would say is to be honest with your kids. And from the very beginning, even when they're little, and it's okay to tell your kids, um, or even your husband, if you don't have children, just to say, I'm tired, you know, I'm really tired, or I'm not getting enough me time right now. I need to do something for myself or to really communicate honesty because this, this ingredient as a mom, I did not realize. And, and I did this, but now I can see the fruit of it, thankfully. And this is a positive thing um, that I've seen that I've done. So, but I'm saying, you know, if I have, I'm raising daughters now and I'm telling them as they have their children, you need to be honest with your kids and tell them I, I cannot, I cannot engage in this conflict with you. I need to walk away. I cannot do this. Like your words have to express honesty with your kids. Mm -hmm. So communicating honestly, um, whether it's your dad and I are in a hard financial place right now, or we cannot do this. And I think even with a coronavirus, it's we're having to be really honest with our kids, you know, and have those honest conversations. So the second thing would be, and this is going to sound so extreme, but this is just something I've learned. And I would have told myself this years ago, a younger version of myself, is that usually when I think I'm right, I'm not. And so um, there's been so many times I've taken a hard stance on something because I thought it was right. And, um, and usually we do have to do that. But there's a lot of times as parents, we take things to the 10th degree because we feel like it's going to protect our kids or it's the right thing. And in the end, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Like I wasn't right. I didn't, it didn't need to be that way. So wow. a lot of times now when I'm emotionally upset about something with my, even my older kids or my teenagers or my younger kids, I really, before I speak, I step back most of the time, this did not happen yeah. yesterday, but most I step <laughs> back and I, I say, is this really important? Maybe I'm missing something here. Humility, yeah. right? That, yeah. That yeah. Just, oh, wow. Yeah. That's huge. You're, you're making me think about my own parenting right now. So thank you. It's always good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
there's some things that I've taken a hard stance on that I, I wonder if looking back, I'll say that really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh, that some is so good. Are. You know, some things are like we chose to homeschool and that was a big deal to us and it wasn't the wrong decision. But, um, you know, maybe the way I was homeschooling, the way I was enforcing something wasn't that big of a deal and I didn't need to do it that way. So now I always think, should I, is there a way I could do this differently? And am I really listening to my kids? Because, you know, we have these kids and we take it so seriously and which is good. We take our jobs seriously, but sometimes we take ourselves too seriously. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Oh, that is huge. Oh, thank you so much. I really yeah. love that. Well, I'm going to encourage everyone to um, find you online to read your beautiful book, which I'd love for you to share a little bit about. And um, and so if you can just tell everyone where they can find you. And, and guys, if, if you're looking for somebody to mentor you through um, parenting, whether you decide to homeschool or not, whether you're a homeschool mom or not, I, I can't think of anyone I would more highly recommend than following September. Her heart is so genuine for the Lord and for her family. And, um, and I just, I really appreciate everything that you do September so much. So I wanna just thank you first. And then can you tell everyone um, where they can find all the different things you have and a little about your book? Thanks, Monica. Yeah, it's been a joy. I just feel like when we have our conversation, this our first official conversation, it's just been so natural. Let's and have I more. feel like God is, yeah, yeah, it's so <laughs> good. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have a SeptemberMcCarthy.com. Um, if anyone wants to go over there and read some, I haven't really posted there in a while, but um, I'm there a lot more now. So, and then my own business shop, which is actually resources for families just kind of diving into homeschooling or just for character education it's really just a shop that I created um I was doing all these things with my kids raising them just pouring my heart into creating things as they grew up and now my older daughters are like mom you need to actually produce like reproduce this so we totally. have it we we want this for our kids they said and if we want it other people will want it so we for sure. created this so we, we are uh, September and co like my family's my company. So it's September and co shop um, on Etsy and September and co on Instagram. And then um, my book is why motherhood matters. And that's a book of journey, my journey through motherhood. It began, the book begins with my journey through loss. We have um, eight children with the Lord. So I began the book with that because I wanted moms who may be walking through loss or infertility mm-hmm. may not even have um, children in their arms, but have a heart for motherhood to know that motherhood matters. And that's why I began the book that way. And then, um, the book goes into matters of motherhood, whether it's devotional time, Bible time with our kids and, um, teaching them, you know, instructing them, walking with them, doing the hard things, all those things that are matters of motherhood. So that is, um, why motherhood matters. And that can be found on, um, in my shop, September and co or on Amazon. So, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Everything you do is beautiful. So I just uh, appreciate that you would take time after a sleepless night and the birth of your grandbaby. Um, Mm -hmm. Just want to thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. And I really think that we could go into many of these topics deeper. So I would love it if, if eventually we can have you back to talk more about homeschooling and motherhood. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations again. And whenever you get to get your hands on that grandbaby, enjoy. (laughs) And thanks for your time again. Thank you. 
Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with September. I sure did. Uh, I want to make sure to add, September did not mention that she also has a podcast, and it's one that I love to listen to. She has a podcast alongside Kate Battistelli, and it's called the Mom to Mom Podcast. Be sure to hop over and have a listen there. You're going to find lots of encouragement. Okay, well, thank you again for your time. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. And keep coming back week after week. We have a whole lot of good stuff planned for the weeks ahead. So enjoy the rest of your week. Make the best of every day. And until next time, aloha.